gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back. So please remember to call and wish Max a happy birthday. And now your host, Max McGuire. Yes, it is my birthday coming up this weekend, which is, again, why there will be no podcast, no weekend podcast. I promise we'll get back into the swing of things next weekend. But yeah, I am off. I'm taking the weekend off as crazy, as as radical as that is. Hey, Max. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm on I was on Facebook and I was um, I was looking at some of Joe Biden's posts and they were clearly filled with, um, well, what I would call inaccuracies about the Second Amendment. So I went ahead and reported that post. And then I tried to go and report some of the other posts because they seemed really factually inaccurate, too. And now I can't mm-hmm. now I can't do that on the Facebook <laughs> oh, they page for you? Joe Biden. So, no, I just don't see the option come up anymore. Yeah, no, it's you, very interesting. You've done it too many times. Well, I, yeah, maybe, it, maybe. <laughs> listen, listen. No one wants. I don't. I don't want anyone taken down for for saying their own political opinions on Facebook. But when the president of the United States is lying to the extent that he is, remember they they counted every single one of Donald Trump's lies. Like he'd look outside and say, hey, it looks like it's going to be sunny today. And they and they come back and say the forecast is partly cloudy. He's lying. And they check off like they'd add another tally to the list. Um, they're not actually fact checking Joe Biden. I know that the Washington Post fact fact checked his gun thing. They said it was like half true <laughs> or, or, or mostly false. Um, they only gave him two Pinocchios on the claim that you can walk into a gun show, buy whatever you want. That's a full quote without a background check, um, which is a complete lie, as we covered yesterday on the show. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, Josh. Uh, I guess you can keep trying to <laughs> trying to. Um, well, I'm trying, but it's giving me a lot of Facebook, opportunities to work. like, share and all that other crap. Like, it's really easy to to positively do things on his page. But anytime I don't like something, it says it's like the Masters of the Universe say I can't. So yeah. I'm going to keep looking into it, let you know yeah. how to find out. All right. Well, um, another thing I have to mention, uh, Joe's away. So when the cat's away, the mice play. So I am drinking a beer and people saying that I am drinking a predator beer. That's because my rolling rock has a green bottle and I have a green screen. So it does look like a predator beer, which I guess helps me get away with this. I didn't see any rolling (laughs) rock in my office. Yeah, I got in this morning. Thank you. No, no. Uh, Only here. Only at at our studio here in Texas. Do we drink such amazing beer as rolling rock? So um, we're still talking about the Hunter Biden thing, but anything you want to talk about, we'll talk about it. 888-441-1121. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask anyone with, with, a, with a, a weak constitution who gets easily grossed out by strange displays. I'm, I'm not going to show it. I'm not going to show it. I can't show No, you show that. Part. No, you are showing that one. You are no, showing no, that. No, no, yes, no. Yes, you I, are. I, can't, I, I just noticed the outline in the I, underwear. I can't. So oh, oh, oh. put up my screen. Yeah, put up my screen. This we're, is we're, awful. <laughs> this is a picture that was on Hunter Biden's laptop Clearly of it's, him it's posing him. in tidy whities. It looks like a jock strap. Like you see this here, it looks like he's wearing a jock strap. Like I don't know any underwear. I mean, is this like a? It's like a girdle. Is it expensive? What is this? I don't know. Is it like one of those bras? It looks like a, it looks like it's a, a jock strap. That's kind of I don't want to show it. I, I don't want to show it, but. No, no, go back. I'm not going to show it. I'm not going to show it, but I am going to just scroll down. Up, uh, yeah. So you can pause it if you really feel so inclined. But it's all on the Daily Mail's website. They've published a lot of the pictures. Not all of them. We can take it down now. They published a lot of the pictures, but it's a, it's a pretty gross, 
Um, he's just standing there in what looks like a jock strap. Just, and, and who's taking the picture? And why does he think anyone wants to see that? Like, like he's he's such a weirdo. Is I mean, this to guy is a the meth- event? I, I don't know. Maybe he's right? maybe he's sending sake? maybe he's sending a picture to dad saying thank you for the scarf. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my I don't goodness. know what's going on. Oh wow, man. <laughs> listen, listen. There are text messages on the laptop of him talking with Joe Biden, and Joe Biden knows about the allegations of him being inappropriate with young family members. And he said, "Yeah, I've heard about the allegations. Don't worry, it's all going to be fine." That this was knowledge. The whole family knew about what Hunter Biden was doing. It's listen. There, there is he's a very yeah. Marianne says on uh, on in the Facebook comment section, he's a very strange individual. He is, and if he was a nobody, not so nobody, but if he wasn't the son of the current resident of the White House, then this wouldn't be a story. It'd be tragic, but it wouldn't be a story. But this guy's traveling the world, making millions of dollars using Joe Biden's name and giving Joe Biden a secret cut that no one was supposed to know about. I mean, this this is this is weird stuff. It, it And because it reaches now the White House, the American people deserve to know about this. And again, he needs help. Obviously, he, he deserves to be to have help for his drug addiction, but it doesn't seem like he's doing that. Right. He, he's on Jimmy Kimmel laughing about how he used to not wear pants when he got high. I guess that's one of those instances. Right. They say that the first step towards getting over your problem is admitting you have a problem. Usually people aren't joking this this close to the uh, the addiction, joking about what it made made them do, uh, made them smoke Parmesan cheese, picking it out of the carpet fibers. Well, again, our number 888-441-1121 if you want to call in to the show. We have some more clips. This is an old one of Joe Biden when he was in the Senate talking about how he wanted the federal government to go after what he called raves. But basically, he wanted anyone who was involved in the drug trade at all, the users, the dealers, the promoters of events where they knew there was going to be drug use, he wanted them all prosecuted. So I just wanted to play this because, yeah, his son is a complete crackhead. That's He needs help. Not going to make fun of him for it. But his dad, as a senator, was the, the tough-on-drugs guy. His son illegally dumped an unlawful gun into a school zone. So he lied on his background check form. He illegally bought the gun and then he illegally dumped it in a trash can inside of a school zone. And here Joe Biden is saying we need gun control, not for his son, but for everyone else. So I want to show you this video of when Joe Biden was in the Senate of what he actually said about going after drug users not and, and drug promoters, things like that. Not saying that the war on drugs is, is necessarily the way to go. Just pointing out the hypocrisy of the Biden family. Let's go ahead and play cut number two. Ordinances relating to stiff criminal penalties for anyone who held a rave. The promoter, the guy who owned the building. I would put the son of a gun in jail. <laughs> I would change the law. There's no doubt about where these raves are. In the middle of the desert. Arrest the promoter. Find a rationale unrelated to drugs keeping an unsafe example. I'm the guy who authored the crack house legislation. We can use the crack house legislation. Obviously they're not because Hunter Biden's crack house didn't get raided. 
just wanted to show this. Like again, I'm not a big war on drugs guy. I think the war on drugs failed. I, I think that it failed. I think that that there is an element of 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 overcriminalization that leads to more. I don't think the war on drugs was successful. I don't think the war on poverty was successful. Pretty much every time the federal government declares war on something domestically, it, it fails. Right? It, it's just a failure. Just wanted to show you the hypocrisy of it, of Joe Biden saying we should basically go after the crack houses when his own son. And listen, it's not saying that he's a bad father. It's not saying that it's his fault. And a lot of times you have people who kids who rebel against their parents and do this kind of thing. I'm just saying that it's it's very interesting that Hunter Biden is now on the late night talk show circuit bragging about his drug use, laughing about his drug use, given the fact that his father would have want him, wanted him thrown in prison just for being connected to drugs in any way, shape, or form. So the other question we have is this guy Chipman, Joe Biden's nominee to be ATF. Will Chipman prosecute Hunter Biden? It's well documented. We, we've, we did the deep dive on the show. The purchase was illegal. The possession was illegal. Likely keeping it in his car was illegal. And then dumping it in the school zone was illegal. That's four different crimes. And if he ever fired it, that's another one, right? F at least four crimes, felonies that you can go after him for. Will Chipman, Joe Biden's gun control czar, will he prosecute? This is a clip from Tucker Carlson asking that very question. Let's play cut number three. This is the man Joe Biden just nominated to lead ATF. But it gets worse than that. In a Reddit post, David Chipman suggested that people who fail background checks should be arrested on the spot. Quote, while at ATF, I conducted studies involving people who failed background checks to determine how many later committed crimes with a gun. Many did. This is a perfect opportunity to arrest people before committing crimes rather than responding after the fact. Arrest people before they commit crimes. That is a brand new concept in American law, though the Chinese are highly familiar with it. But the suggestion does raise a point of pressing interest to the Biden family. Joe Biden just appointed a guy who thinks people who lie on federal firearms background checks should go to prison. Oh, well, do you know any? Hunter Biden purchased a handgun illegally. He lied on a federal background check. That's not speculation. He did. We've seen the form. So the question is, will David Chipman arrest the president's son? And if he doesn't arrest the president's son, the question is, how exactly are you obligated to follow these rules? That's a serious question. Can you live in a country where the rules don't apply to the president's son, but you could go to jail for violating them? How can you participate in a system like that? Again, sincere question. They should explain. They should explain. And this is why we've been calling for a, um, a special prosecutor, a special counsel. I mean, it, it, it's crazy, but we're now in a position where the president's son Put aside the Burisma stuff. Put aside all that. Very cut and dry. He lied on a form. He was a crack addict. And he, on that form, he said, no, I'm not addicted to any controlled substance. Or I'm not a habitual user of any controlled substance. He lied on the form. Massive felony. We have a nominee. who He might not make it. Maybe he does. Who knows? But we have a nominee saying that anyone who does that should be arrested. I, I get Tucker's joke about being arrested before they commit a crime. I get the joke about how that, that's the Chinese. But it's before they commit another crime because lying on the form is a crime, right? So you want to get them then before they are able to get that illegal gun and use it and commit a crime, which Hunter did. He dumped the gun in a school zone. Thank goodness some kid didn't walk into that parking lot and find the gun 
doing some dumpster diving, right? Thank goodness. That's why we have that law in the books. You can't just drop a gun on into a school zone. But how, uh, Tucker's question of how do you live in a society like this is absolutely correct. How do we, how are we expected to obey the law, to obey the law and, 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 and not lie on a background check form when it's so obvious and clear that the president's son did that, but he's not being prosecuted for it? Like, how do you live in a society like that? It, it's really hard when you have the haves and the have nots, when you have the privileged class, the, the bourgeoisie and all of us lowly commoners, it's really hard. It's really hard. But obviously, the president, Joe Biden, should not be allowed to, his administration should not be allowed to decide whether his son is prosecuted or whether he walks. That's the whole purpose for the special counsel statute. Anytime there is a potential conflict of interest, it is supposed to be used. Anytime there is a potential conflict, for conflict of interest. You don't even have to prove that there is a conflict. Here, you have a, potent, a, a prosecution against the president's son. The Biden administration should not have any role in that. It should be assigned to a special counsel. Absolutely. I don't think it will be, but it should. It really, really should. So we, we covered the Joe Biden comment about the gun shows, about how he said that you could walk into a gun show and and basically buy whatever you want without a background check. Not basically. He said you can buy whatever you want without a background check. Jen Psaki, the circle back girl, was asked about that during a press conference, and she gave one of the strangest responses. I still don't even know what it means, but we're going to play it for you. Let's play cut number four. Data uh, and uh, that they could share with you as well, even maybe on their websites. Very good. All right. Then following up, the, the president said a moment ago, quote, you go to a gun show, you can buy whatever you want no background check. Is there a special exemption in federal law that he was referring to, or just do FLA dealers not have to do background checks when they're at a gun show? Are, are you asking me if he was referring? No, it's okay. Were you asking me if he was referring to like a specific circumstance? Or I'm sorry, just tell me a little bit more about your yeah. question. I mean, is it the president's belief that you do not have to undergo a background check when you are at a gun show? No, it's not his belief. He believes that gun that background checks should be universal. Right. He says no background check. Well, we know what his position is, right? So let me reiterate that, which is that uh, gut background checks are something that should be universal. They're supported by more than 80 percent of the public. He's supported legislation, advocated for that um, and uh, advocated against loopholes as well. So that's his position. And I appreciate you asking for the clarification. Go ahead. One here. Um, I know the DOJ is working on this regulation sure. and then we're going to have to wait. Um, but with regards to. So, yeah, she didn't answer that question, did she? Joe Biden lied. He said you can go and you can buy whatever you want. Whatever you want. Those are his words. You can buy whatever you want. Not that you can buy from some tables. You can buy whatever you want without a background check. And it's just false. And her response was, well, you know his position. Well, his position is a lie. It's a complete lie. Now he wants to use that lie to push legislation onto the American people really shameful. We're running a fax blast today. If you haven't already, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter. A fax blast today because Congress wants to fast track all of the Biden gun control, not even just the the executive orders. We're talking about bills. We're talking about the background check, universal background checks. We're talking about assault weapon ban. Joe Biden wants to go after anyone who, <laughs> he wants to let the left sue the gun industry out of existence. 
under under the Clinton in, in the Clinton years, gun control groups did that. They would sue gun stores anytime a gun was used in a crime. Well, it's not the gun store's fault. Well, Joe Biden wants to open that gun store and the gun manufacturers, the gun distributors up for liability. So if the gun is used in a crime, they can just put the gun store out of existence, the gun manufacturer out of existence. There's a lawsuit in Connecticut right now. Sandy Hook, stemming from the Sandy, the victims of the, the families of the victims of Sandy Hook are suing one manufacturer. I forget which one it is. They're suing the manufacturer, claiming that that manufacturer helped contribute to Sandy Hook through through advertising. They found a loophole in the law, the Pro- Protection of the Lawful Commerce and Arms Act. Um, they found a loophole in that where they can sue based on their advertising. But other than that, you cannot hold a distributor responsible when a gun is misused. Biden wants to open that up so that um, basically the left can sue gun stores out of existence. That's bad. You, there's no such thing as a Second Amendment if they're allowed to just bankrupt gun stores and gun manufacturers and gun distributors. You don't have a Second Amendment if they can file frivolous lawsuits like that. But yeah, I, I just put in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, and DLive um, that link to our Facts Blast today. Fighting back yesterday, we are talking about the executive orders. Now they're trying to fast track the legislation. Very, very important that we fight back against it. So again, our number 888-441-1121. If you want to call in, call in. We're going to keep talking as long as we're getting callers, as long as there's conversation to be had. Um, Talk about anything you want to talk about, 888-441-1121. Something I found interesting was that I believe it's Iowa. In Iowa, there was an insurrection. Mr. Producer Josh, did you see this in the news? I did not. I was going to watch it and I didn't see it. In fact, it wasn't on any of the stuff I normally troll every morning too. Yeah. So it, it was, it was interesting at the Iowa Capitol, um, the Iowa legislature is considering legislation that would increase the penalties for crimes committed during protests. Whoa. And there was an insurrection. We're going to place a video of that. Let's go ahead right now and play cut number five. So here we can see the insurrection in action. Black Lives Matter activists have taken over the Iowa Capitol and they are unlawfully protesting inside of the building, basically intimidating people and, and blocking access to different rooms. I believe this is not them on their way out, but yeah, there was a there was an insurrection. And it's just it's very interesting that we take it down. It's very interesting that when the left does it, it's not an insurrection, it's just peaceful protest. Like, I remember over last summer, the narrative we got from the left was, well, who said protests have to be peaceful? Like, you need, they said you need violence to actually get your message across. And then when you have what happened on January 6th, which I don't even consider to be insurrection, I don't consider it to be a riot. I, I don't. I, I, if you want to look at riots, look at what happened in Ferguson, look at what happened in all the cities after one of these police shootings where the, the, the TVs just start walking away out of the broken windows of the stores. Like, that's a riot. What happened on January 6th, I don't consider it to be a riot. Um, a protest gone wrong. I don't know what you want to call it. Trespassing. I don't consider that to be a riot, especially considering it was the only, it would be the only riot that I've ever seen where people in the Capitol decide to stay within the velvet ropes. But when the left does it, it's not insurrection. It's just, it's just how protest. politics works. It's peaceful, peaceful protest. protest. Every time, apparently. Peaceful protest. Every time it's peaceful protest. It's just, it, it, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to me that, that, yeah, Josh, it was in the news. No one, it, it wasn't nonstop news coverage. There, there wasn't, 
no one was trying to denounce Black Lives Matter. No, the left would never do that. No, there was I, no I task force mm -hmm. set up within a DOJ to arrest these people for trying to intimidate lawmakers who were just doing their jobs. None of that because they have a different ideology. Not saying that what happened on January 6th is good, just saying that it's, it's stark, the difference between what happened on January 6th and what's happening in other capitals with BLM and how that's getting no coverage. It's kind of like how in, in LA when they had the massive street protests, people were shoulder to shoulder, no masks. It was fine, right? Oh no, COVID doesn't exist there. Anthony Fauci was asked about these kind of protests and he refused to comment on it, even though he also said you can't have restaurants open. Like he, he refused to even comment on it. But then we see the uh, Texas Rangers when they have opening day and they let everyone in. That's a super spreader event. But the Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter protests are not. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I say that facetiously because we know why it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It has very little to do with science, has very little to do with legal definitions, it has to do with ideology, right? They, they call the January 6th protest an insurrection because that is politically advantageous to them, right? To brand it as, as an insurrection politically advantageous. They're not going to do the same for Black Lives Matter at all, which if if Derek Chauvin ends up being acquitted, which it looks like it's definitely a possibility based on how weak the prosecution's case actually is. And this is before the defense has even put forward their first witness. If Derek Chauvin is acquitted, you're going to see a lot of violence. And that's not me like egging it on. They're, the left is already promising, promising it. They're already motivating, I'm sure, getting the buses, the vans. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what, what was that one uh, tweet that you had from that lady that was on yesterday? Was it yesterday? Yes, yeah, cities are going to burn. Burn, right, which is terrifying because if you or I were to say something like this on the show, do you know how long it would take for the FBI to show up wherever we were at? They would arrest yeah. us for inciting riots or whatever yeah. it is that we'd be charged with. We'd be gone. We, we, we'd just be, we'd never go live again and no one would know. We'd just be, we'd, they'd disappear us. They disappear be disappeared, us. just like the Colorado mask law that I think is about to uh, disappear right before the Major League Baseball All Star game shows up. I don't know. I've got a feeling. Oh, they'll renew it. I've got a feeling. They'll renew it. No, they're going to get rid of it. They'll they renew it. Lunch. I don't think they're going. I don't think they're going to get rid of the mask law. I think, I think they're going to relax keep it. it. Is right. it law or is it or is it an executive a, order? It's a guidance. Because if you go to the state website, they give you guidance for wearing mask laws, and the only places you actually I think have to that, wear are government buildings. I think that the state is going to keep recommending it. I don't know what Denver County is going to do. I don't know what tri-state health is going to do. I don't live in Colorado, so I'm not going to yeah. bet because I'm not as in tune <laughs> with county politics three states over anymore. <laughs> well, that's I expect better. <laughs> I still practically live here. What are you talking about? <laughs> not really. but um, <laughs> I have a sneaky yeah, suspicion that gets relaxed right before the All-Star game. I, I think social distancing might get relaxed. I think they might say – three feet instead of six, which they're already starting to do. Um, I don't think, I, I think the masks are here to stay. I don't think they're going to give that up because it's just, they, they love the control. I don't think they're going to give it up. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think so. There. They love that, that little bit of control, right? Because they've introduced little itty bitty bits, a little bit of control here and a little bit of control on your guns, a little bit of control on how you spend your money and a little bit of control on the way you spend your money. Life just gets more and more controlled by the government. And yeah. It gets scarier every day, yeah. Max. Yeah. So if there's no other calls, we're probably going to end the second hour a little early today. Let everyone get started on their weekend. But I do want to, if you want to call in 888-441-1121, last call, as it were. Um, I do want to mention this because I don't know if the media is covering this today, but it is important. 
Go to my screen. President Trump, uh, sorry, President Biden. Uh, Freudian slip. Freudian slip. President Biden. Yeah. Uh, President, President Biden to sign executive order creating the Presidential Commission on the Supreme Court of the United States. This is something he promised to do. He tried to skirt the question, not answer, whether he wanted to pack the court. What he ended up settling on is that he's going to create a commission that will decide whether they should pack the court or not. And obviously that's going to be packed full of Democrats on that commission. So they're starting. They are now starting towards court packing. Again, what I mentioned earlier when we had a caller, they're doing this because they don't expect to have this power again in this way. They don't expect to have Democrat control of the House, the Senate, and the White House. Again, remember, even under Obama, they lost that two years in. They lost the House and then they lost the Senate. I think that they realize that this isn't going to happen. They're not just going to have complete control of government indefinitely. So they're trying to rush this through and they want to reform the Supreme Court. They don't like that there are more conservatives than liberals on the bench and they want to pack more liberals onto it. Again, they don't actually care about conviction, about about political philosophy. They don't care about anything. They are all about ends justify the means. They want more liberals on the bench. They want more liberal rulings. It doesn't matter how you get there. It doesn't matter if you have to trample the Constitution and rewrite the entire system to do it. It's worth it in their eyes. And this is that first step, creating the commission. Now, maybe it goes nowhere. Right? Maybe the commission actually is honest and, does, and recommends against it. But there are a lot of liberals today who are very happy because they see this as the first step towards packing the Supreme Court. Again, it, I, I wish, as, as one of those callers, I think it was Pat, said that he he wanted to he wanted to tune out for the weekend. Unfortunately, I can't tune out. I have to stay on the ball because they throw things like this at us on a Friday. And and the worst drops tend to be on Fridays. They throw things like this at us and they expect you to be sleeping. So you can all tune out by all means. We're going to stay on it <laughs> and keep paying attention to make sure that nothing slips by us or by you. Well, Mr. Producer Josh, do we have any more callers? We do not, but I do have one question for you. I thought the executive branch was separate from the judicial branch and that why why would they be able to even form a commission on talking about how to affect? Well, you can form a commission. You can form a commission. Sure, the commission sure. would then have to recommend right. changes to the Congress and the Congress would need to enact the changes or you need a, a, a convention of the states because you're talking about change. Well, no, in this case, you're talking about changing laws. So you don't need a convention of the states. It's him recommending legislation to Congress, just like he did yesterday with gun control. He can't do it on his own. Yeah. But he can recommend changes. They're just not afraid to even do this stuff anymore. Lie about it in the the before the election and then get into office and then just ramrod all of this legislation through. And I wonder how much longer it's going to be before people just don't tolerate that anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of pissed off people. You look at the left. I used to laugh at the left and say, wow, you're in for a long four years. Or at that time, I said eight years if you're already getting burned out this early. And they're getting burned out over the stupidest things like, oh, no, he's not going to let terrorists into the country. How unfair. <laughs> they're getting burned out over a lot of ridiculous and unnecessary things. Oh, no, he's not going to let transgenders get government paid sex changes on the Pentagon's dime. Like, oh, wow, really, you're going you're gonna to go to war for that. But here we are. Someone earlier said four months. We're not even four months into his term. We're not even. And it is exhausting the pace at which he is trying to destroy this country, dismantle our Constitution, and uh, and violate all of our most basic liberties. It is exhausting. It really is. It, I, 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 on a daily basis, I feel burnt out just from the sheer amount of crap 
that this guy is trying to rush through. Now, luckily, a lot of the stuff hasn't actually come to complete fruition, right? A, a lot of the stuff is being blocked in Congress. A lot of the stuff is being slow walked. There are lawsuits, right? That's good news. But if if he's able to do everything he's promising to do, we're in, we're in for a, a very long term and it's it's going to be a bad few years. Yeah, no, it's it's exhausting. Just thinking about <laughs> it is exhausting me. Um, but that's why we fight. That's why we do the show. That's why we highlight, uh, obviously, Open Line Friday. We're a little bit more jovial, just talking about different stories of the week. But when we have our regular episodes where we do deep dives into one topic, one hour, right? We do that because it's important. It really is important because our republic is on the line. I don't say that like um, emotionally or, or exaggerating it. The republic's on the line. Every single day, you, me, Josh, Joe, we all do things. We all make decisions. And the outcome of those decisions will determine whether there's a country in four years, in 10 years, in 20 years, in 30 years, what that country will look like. There are fights we are having right now that will determine the trajectory of the country. I'm, I'm, I'm not a comic book nerd or anything, but if you if you watch the Avengers, Avengers Endgame, there's a scene where the Hulk is talking to the Sorcerer Supreme. I'm going to nerd out on you for a second and talk about getting the Infinity Stones. And she warns that if you take the Infinity, Infinity Stone away, you're going to have an off branch of reality. We don't, we don't have pocket dimensions or things like that here, but everything that we are fighting for, every, every battle we're experiencing right now, whether we win or whether we lose, it's going to change the trajectory of the country. And, and once we get set off on a different path, it's going to be very hard to get us back. So yeah, if they pass universal background checks, then all of a sudden that the timeline just splinters off and the country's different. Okay, well, universal background checks lets them have a record of every time a firearm changes hands, either privately or through a gun store. So, okay, now, again, it's going on a different trajectory. Well, that means that they can create a gun registry, an, an actual registry, a, a database, not talking about just point of sale um, information, which is legally supposed to be destroyed, but a database that they can look after. Okay, well, then you know that the Democrats also have a bill, I believe it's HR 127, which talks about making that mandatory and making everyone required to tell the government where in their homes their guns are. Okay, well, that is getting further off off track. And then, you know, world history teaches us that every time a firearm registry was ever created by a government, it was eventually used to disarm the population. So it's easy to see how losing one fight on something that seems trivial, like whether or not you need a background check to sell a gun to a complete stranger, it's, it's very easy to see how that trajectory can lead to something like confiscations. It's not a slippery slope anymore. And if it is a slippery slope, we're already down the slide. We're about to reach the end of that water slide and we're about to fall into the pool. We no longer have the luxury of saying it's a slippery slope. We are on the slide. Now is the time to fight like hell. I say that figuratively when it's time to get the guns, when it's time to do Patriot stuff, as one of my friends likes to say, it, you will all know, trust me. But now it's time to fight because every single one of these things that they're trying to do whether it's court packing, whether it's gun control, amnesty, if they get these things, the country will not be the same. And yeah, that's what they're counting on. But for you, me, for our children, our grandchildren, we owe it to them to fight. We owe it to them to leave everything on the field. If this was a game and this was a halftime speech, I'd say leave everything on the field. So yeah, it's exhausting. It's, it's hard. It's tiring. You get burned out. It's really hard to hear nonstop of all the things that Biden's doing, all the rights and liberties he's trampling on. 
but you got to tune in. You got to stay alert because if not you, who, if not now, when that's, that's the biggest takeaway. Well, I'm going to end it early since the phone lines are clear. Happy Friday, everyone. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe. If you feel so inclined, we are, we are trying to get to 20 subscribers on D live subscribing. It's I think it's five 99 a month. Um, once we hit 20, at the end of the month, we will be eligible for a new tier of, of goodies that DLive will give us. So if you feel so inclined, please do consider subscribing to us. It's different than following, but also follow. Uh, make sure you like and follow our Facebook page. Make sure you subscribe, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube. We are live on our website. It seems much better than it was last week. So continue to use it. Continue to leave comments and suggestions on what should be changed. Uh, our tech team is, is working on it around the clock. Well, not around the clock, but they are working on it. It's also very important for you to subscribe to the audio version of the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, all great places to listen to the podcast. Even if you watch us live, please do subscribe. Please do download it um, so we can prove the numbers as we look to bring on more advertisers. Um, so again, no weekend podcast tomorrow. It's my birthday this weekend, so I'm going to take the weekend off. But I will see everyone else on Monday. And remember that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.